Usually uh, we reserve the start of the show for some silly puns or a wacky, quirky intro. But uh, myself and Willie thought it'd be remiss of us uh, not to acknowledge the whole Emiliano Sala um, situation, which is a terribly sad one. And it just goes to show you that... There's much more to to life than FPL and uh, even football in general. So thoughts and uh, condolences to all of his friends and family. We don't have a lot regarding the situation still. So can only hold out hope, but it's not looking great. So anyway, we just wanted to acknowledge that. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the FPL Renegades podcast. Hi everyone, we are the Renegades. We are recording on Tuesday the 22nd of January. My name is Drew, joined by my good friend Willie. How are you getting on Willie? I'm buzzing Drew, top form. Good stuff. Now Willie, I was, I was having a think to myself today like I usually do. Yeah. And there's two... Premier League managers currently that have won the Champions League or European Cup as a player. Yeah. Can you name them? Um, I don't know if I can. Let me see. Let me. I can think of one, so I can. Who have you got? I don't know. I want to say. I don't know if he's a manager. I'm gonna go with the baby face assassin. Oh, he is a manager. Yeah, he <laughs> is one of them. But the other one is the esteemed, highly decorated, much uh, jaunted Pep Guardiola. Yeah. So in my head, as a deluded Man United fan, <laughs> I'm thinking, Guardiola yeah. won the European Cup as a player. Yeah. Has now won the Premier League. Yeah. It's all sure. Is it only a matter of time? All square, is that what you're saying? Is it only a matter of time? <laughs> Fuck off. But when you think of other players, there's like uh, Antonio Conte. Yeah. Won the European Cup. Won Did the it. Premier League. Did it. Carlo Ancelotti. Did yeah. the same. Yeah, great manager, yeah. Kenny Dalglish, going uh, back a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if he was a great manager. He was a great manager in his day. He won the he? league with Blackburn. Oh my god! Pretty, so like, I bottled it down the pool. Like we're big fans of stats on this show. We Does that mean Solskjaer is going to win the league next season? <laughs> I no. don't know if Solskjaer is even going to be a manager in the Premier League next season. Okay, now just for balance, there are people like uh, Paul Lambert, Farmer Villa man, Norwich man. He was a good, good manager at Norwich, and then he didn't win the league. I oh, know. Ronald Koeman, Ronald bit Koeman. of a disaster. Dutch L, yeah. He always had those real red cheeks. Never trusted him. Oh, yeah, I always liked Ronald Koeman. Um, nice guy. You'll tell me. I can't remember. Was it Ronald or Frank De Boer at Palace? I think it was Frank. Frank was De Boer, yeah. yeah. He had a feckin' disaster, didn't Absolute he? Absolute nightmare. Eiter yeah. um, Karanka. Eiter Karanka. Three Real European Madrid. Cups. Yeah. Not a great Premier League career as a manager. Good record at Middlesbrough, didn't he? And then, I think Forrest, uh, he got the job at Forrest and didn't go so well. So maybe a uh, Solchar isn't guaranteed to win no, the league. No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, will we get stuck into our game week twenty threes? Yeah, most definitely. Do you want to go first? Or I go first. You pick. You fire it. Which game do you want to start with, Drew? I go. We go with our own weeks, and we'll do the summary. Our own game week. So yeah. game week twenty three. Um, another seems like I say this every week. Solid but unspectacular. Yeah. I had sixty six points. Yeah. The average was 53. Yeah. I think I was a little bit below the top 1K, which is what I'm choosing, which yeah. is what I'm chasing, sorry. Yeah. I took a minus four, had three transfers, 
Nice little so, mini wild card there, Drew. Yeah. So overall, it wasn't terrible. Now, yeah. I've had three red arrows in a row. Yeah. Um, I've had five out of six red arrows. Yeah. And I've dropped 5,000 places in those six weeks. Yeah. So, you'll always tell me that you'd be delighted to have my overall rank. But I'm getting I'd a little bit... I'd be to have your overall rank. I'm yeah. getting slightly demoralised. It's yeah. kind of like, week on week, I'm just slipping and sliding and slowly... Uh, well, drifting into FPL obscurity in my head. F- FPL oblivion, one, one would say. Yeah, so my transfers <laughs> uh, my transfers went quite well and yeah. they're quite funny from this podcast uh, point of view because we did the podcast last Tuesday. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when I was talking about my team for the upcoming week, I said, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, and I went to doing. bed and like at 1am I was still awake looking at a price rises, price drops. i seen Alonso yeah. and Kane were going to drop. Yeah. 0.2. It's a lot, isn't it? 200k. Yeah, yeah 200. Just like that. Can't afford 200k. <laughs> so I was like, what will I do? So I, I obviously had to get rid of Kane and I had to get in Salah. Yeah. So I went Kane Salah. to Ings. Salah. I went Camarasa to Salah. Like, I was saying to you, what a bump that is. As much as we rate Camarasa on the show, oh, and he's a bit of a Camarasa, yeah, he's a yeah. bit of a darling of the Renegades. Yeah, he's injured at the moment. And yeah, and like to pain. go up to Salah, like even yeah. you wouldn't really no. think that's a bad no. move. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was stuck with I had to do three transfers, and I had to get rid of Alonso for a four point eight million defender. Yeah, who'd you go for? Four point eight nine, and I was like seesawing back and forth between. Uh, it's totally random. Sean Morrison of Cardiff, legend. And Sean uh, Morrison so many fucking touches in the penalty area yeah and Shane Duffy from Brighton so so many goals yeah and like good Irish man yeah, is he, Brighton's fixtures top scoring defender in the top scoring he's four goals yeah, four he's goals a few assists yeah, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't think top scoring from FPL point of view I mean from a, a Premier League goal yeah so. Brighton's fixtures are kind of turning now they're going to be quite nice yeah quite soon a few home fixtures I hope um, like you said he's always a threat in the box Brighton are very good at home. You know, yeah. great defensive stats. Yeah. Clean sheets are definitely on the table. Yeah, no one finds it easy against them. And even when they do concede, it's usually only one. Or like, even like yeah, that. even away from home, they're yeah. starting to... Yeah, I was always like, oh, they're a completely different yeah. team from home to away, but I don't know now. The stats are kind of... They don't roll over. Yeah, no. And then I thought, Drew, you're a very template player. You're playing it safe. Yeah. Like, I'm in the top 10k all season, yeah. trying to maintain rank and slowly kind of edge up but I thought I'd try something different now it mightn't yeah. sound that different but it's something said, a bit Kirkish I'm gonna go Kirkish quirky whatever you want to yeah. call it I'm gonna go for uh, Morrison for Cardiff Love and I've been keeping an eye on Cardiff quite a lot because yeah. keen follower of Camarasa Camarasa and uh, every time you look Etheridge seems to be nearly the top points like he's just getting so many good scores isn't he yeah I think that's slightly uh, skewed with the penalty saves, with the penalty saves, penalty saves yeah yeah. But Cardiff had had three clean sheets and four. Yeah, that's um, amazing. I didn't think they could maintain that, but their yeah. fixtures are quite good. Yeah. They were playing Newcastle. Now, when we get to the summary, we can go into more detail. But yeah. I thought that had nil all written all over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so did I. I couldn't believe it. And uh, like you just alluded to earlier, Morrison is just a beast in the box. Oh, he gets He's up there for yeah. corners, free yeah. kicks, and like long throws. He's in top two or three in the game, isn't he? Like he's he's. I think he has the most touches in the box yeah. for a defender. Yeah, well he's it, yeah. four assists. Yeah. He's a large number of uh, attempts on goal. He hasn't yeah. managed to score, but I thought 
It's only a matter of time, and when he does, I'm going to be on him. Yeah, and nobody else is. Yeah, and when this bandwagon starts, yeah. I yeah. will have started the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I thought it was something different, and he was going to sit on my bench most weeks. He yeah. was on my bench this week. And then what the fuck happened? <clears throat> we'll come back to that, I think, <laughs> when uh, we talk about the, the matches. But yeah, I nearly killed him. Yeah. So, he didn't work out, but like, Salah came in as my captain, 30 points. Yeah. Uh, Ing started, which was a, a great bonus. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of him, but the fact that we he's back... Here, he, it's more than just he's back. He had an actually great game. He probably should have had two goals. I was like so impressed with him that like I'm actually considering things could be coming in for Ashley Barnes in the next couple of game weeks. Yeah, and like I don't know if they were mistakes, but the downers on the week were I kept Richarlison. Now, this is Captain Hindsight talking, yeah. and I kept Felipe Anderson. And like yeah. I was delighted that I was going down to Ings and getting in Morrison. Yeah. Because it meant I could keep Anderson. I thought he was very impressive against Arsenal. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, him and Nasri, like, like him and Nasri and um, Arnautovic. Really he looked sharp. Well. He yeah. was playing Bournemouth, who like can't buy a clean sheet. And they're just statistically, they're just like conceding. They're just like, they should be conceding the most goals. Yeah, and I was just delighted to kind of keep him in. And I thought people were selling. He might be, he wasn't going to be like a crazy differential. But like, yeah. if he banged, my rank would soar like, because yeah. of him. So we kept him in. That didn't work out. Richarlison had an absolute nightmare. And we'll come back to that maybe you for... Uh, most definitely will. I'm like Richarlison's biggest fan, but game he, did out, he did a Mitrovic on it. Just bombed statistics out the window. Yeah, so 66 points. Uh, the average is 53. Yeah. My overall points are 1466. Good solid score. But I'm yeah. now down to... I'm in the top 6k now. I wish I was in the top 6k. So yeah, anyway, enough about my week. How did yours go? Oh, Jesus. It was a bit of a meh week, so it was. It was a bit disappointing. 57 points all, all out. I had a... Uh, oh, jeez, what was I? I was probably four above the average, but does, does that really matter in the top 100k? I was still like massive red arrow, I think. 14k red arrow, down to 68k. Any but, hits? Uh... No hit, so okay. I was like, as I said last week, I was like, oh, I'm strolling into a green arrow. Because my team was quite templated, and I thought it was okay, but an absolute disaster at the back. I had Allison with one. I thought we'll talk about it later, but like, he really should have saved that shot from Max Meyer at the end. He had, like, his, his his statistics of like his expected goals conceded. He's, he's not doing as well as he was. So I had um, Trent Alexander-Arnold didn't play. I kind of expect him not to play, yeah. but hopefully he'll be back for the next game. I'd Bednarak absolutely sick. He had a great. You were game. robbed. Both points. He was on nine points, so he was with a minute to go, and then uh, my uh, guy who I've had in my team for years actually, Gilfie Sigerson, rolled the ball just calm and collective. Three consecutive yeah. years, and you only took him out recently. Yeah, so I got nine instead of two. <laughs> I had Dina was really unlucky with the own goal. Nathan Redmond was true on goal, and like, he definitely didn't want to score. So yeah, it was a great finish. Yeah, Dina got a nice little touch for minus one. Uh, Matt Doherty was on the bench for one, so I had I had a total of two, three, four, three points from my uh, back okay. four. Who did, who actually did well? Yeah, who actually did well? Uh, so obviously I had Salah captain thirty save my save my game week. Pogba had his eight points, brilliant again. Richarlison dropped off a fucking cliff with two points, and Hazard he found it really tough against the Arsenal defense. Very quiet, he? wasn't he? He was very very quiet, which is unlike him. But then I had I had Rashford with his eight points. What a finish, what a goal. This lad is, he's premium at a 7.5 million player or whatever he is. He's just different gravy. He could well be, yeah. And then, 
I had two of maybe the top three or four guys that like from statistic point of view this 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 week I had uh, a Bamiyang who missed a couple of great chances in the first half, and then I had Ashley Barnes who had a higher XG than Andy Carroll, which we'll discuss Andy Carroll later. But to have an higher XG to him, I don't know if that's what is, you should kind of aim to be like. Yeah, you were like match Andy Carroll. <clears throat> yeah, I'm like two big chances missed, two fucking sitters missed, absolutely sick. Camaras on the bench, playing injured again. Alexander Arnold obviously went nothing. And then the guy who was tipping up, James Tompkins. Remember I said he was getting his head to a lot of things yeah. in, the, in the penalty box? Still your third sub, though. He got a goal against Poole. Third sub. But if Matt Doherty hadn't come on in the 65th minute, I would have had him on my team. So, so, anyway, so crap. An average too. week. It wasn't terrible. It, it wasn't terrible, but for someone to just white card, it was it was. He didn't terrible. make any great inroads. Um, um, I made massive. I'm at my worst rank of being in like, I don't know how many game weeks. Just, but sure, like I, I've a good team going forward. It could be worse. It could always be worse. That's all I've got. And and and, and as I always tell, I, I started telling myself since we started doing this pod. Sure, it's only a game. It's only a game. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's only a game. It's only a game, lads. It's only a game. <laughs> right, we have a little review of the week in full. Yeah, let's do it. We we'll go through the games through. Okay, Willie, we've went through our own game weeks, but let's go through game week 23 as a whole in a more subjective and balanced way. Yeah. So from an overall FPL view, yeah. how did it go? So we'll start in chronological order as always, and Wolves 4, Leicester 3. What a game. What a game. Fucking cracker. Um, great game of football. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyable to watch. Possibly not that enjoyable for most people from an FPL point of view. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, and uh, not too many people would have had Yota. A lot of us had Doherty, and like oh uh, FPL sick. Twitter went into meltdown when the lineups came out. And he wasn't even on the starting eleven. That was the first game he hasn't started all season. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried. I think he'd be back in the in the eleven in the next game week. I read his wife had a baby during the week. All right, now, I don't know if that's true, but yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, no, he'll be straight back in. Has to be, doesn't he? Yeah, so what did you take out of that? So obviously Yada got a hat-trick. Yada got a hat-trick. <coughs> the first one, nice ball from Matinho, and it was a solid touch, solid finish. The second goal he got was an absolute beauty of a ball from Neves. Took it on his chest, bang, lovely finish. And the third was a nice ball across the across six-yard box to Joda, and it was a nice finish again. So the, the two lads in midfield had a really good game, didn't they? Neves and Moutinho. Neves was different quality. Much has been yeah. expected of them all season. And yeah. the type of player that they are, it's not always going to lend itself to yeah. FPL points. Yeah. Like, they're uh, very cultured. They're nice to watch. They're quality footballers, aren't they? Yeah, but this is one of the few games where it kind of added up yeah. into points. But if you look at the statistics and stuff, Moutinho creates so many chances and stuff. Like, uh, like he, he could be a half-decent sister from an FPL perspective. Yeah. Neves now, probably wouldn't be for me. Uh, Ryan Bennett for those that kept him in their team all season oh, he was always like if you check all the stats and stuff he was getting a lot of, getting his head to a lot of things and it was it was a corner from Matinho on a standard centre half header right it was a good finish wasn't it yeah six yeah. points isn't going to make or break anyone's season but no. it would have been great if yeah. you had him in your team all season and you yeah. managed to pick up those six points yeah like Wolves aren't keeping clean sheets so yeah, yeah, no, it was Wolves were solid. It was like, but I, I don't know, as bad as Leicester were diabolical at the back, weren't they? We'll just say that. But they, they kept fighting, they kept coming back into yeah. it. And there's one man, well, who else did I take it? But like, obviously, I thought the Myra Gray was absolutely brilliant. 
he scored a lovely goal. Uh, great yeah. run, lovely finish. Yeah. yeah, he had so much to do with the ball from Vardy, but he was like, great couple of touches and a great finish. Has that in his locker, doesn't he? Yeah, and he really passed the eye test. And then I looked from a statistical point of view, and I just seen six shots, four in the box, an XGI of six point six zero point six seven, and he was on the corners as well. And like he more than passed the eye test, didn't he? Yeah, and when Leicester's fixtures turn, nobody's talking about him. Yeah. Everyone's on about Pereira, Madison, yeah. Vardy. He could be a nice differential. He could be a great differential, and he's someone that I've added to the watch list. But I'll just say Pereira again. He, people, did he get a minus one? People are giving out about him, but he, I thought he looked very dangerous again. He's, he's still a great option, and it, XGI 0.55 for a, a defender. It's just, I think he's a no-brainer when it comes to, to game week 27. Yeah, Connor Cody, back to back <laughs> OGs. Like... I don't think anybody owns him in FPL, but he seems like a nice lad. And he th- he's a good, good professional, like, and he's going to be starting every week for Wolves, but I don't think we'll be putting him in our FPL no. teams. And uh, people would have been celebrating like mad in the dying seconds when Jimenez got the assist. Yeah. No. With lovely assist as well. Like, it was a great uh, assist, wasn't Got it? his head up, rolled made, it across the box. Made it easy for Joe. Still, it was a nice finish. Into the well, he but... finished instantly, and it was a lovely finish, you know. Yeah. I, I personally would have took a touch, and, you know. <laughs> No, I, I would have like weighed up my options. He just like, yeah, banged it into the corner. I'd never be playing in the Premier League, so right. So we move on to the next yeah. game on yeah. that uh, shocker. Yeah, uh, Bournemouth two, West Ham nil. Yeah, and I'd say that would have ruined a lot of bookies' coupons because I thought both teams to score was a given. Nailed on. Everyone was uh, working the bookmakers and over three point five goals. Over three point five. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, everyone was on that in the coupon. But anyway, like, what a goal from Wilson. Serious Sub strike, wasn't it? Yeah. And, like, it was a surprise. I I didn't fully expect him to start. Yeah, no, I didn't think um, he started at all, to be honest. He's been flagged for a few weeks now, and people have been wondering, yeah. is he injured? Is it the old, uh, I'm moving on transfer flag? Yeah, but... But uh, he came in, and he did a job. He hit the post as well. Yeah, but I think he might actually be injured. He came off injured again, so he did. And it, just, it could actually be real this time, but... I was just going to say, I thought it was a bit harsh on Fraser. Fraser crossed it in, had a little deflection, and he didn't get the assist. When you see all the silly assists through the year, it was, it was a bit harsh. Yeah. Mind, yeah. Um, Josh King got a goal, and the, it was the, like, again, late on in the match, but yeah. Brooks is just very impressive to me. I was me. just going to say, Josh King got the goal, but just it's, it's all about Brooks. He was very, great awareness by Brooks. It was like, most players would have shot from there, but he just looked up, seen simple, rolled it across the box, and a simple tap in for great Josh composure. King. Just such good composure, such good awareness. I thought and it was quality. Like, as good as Wilson has been all season, as yeah. good as Fraser has been all season. Yeah, he's the standout for me because yeah. I knew very little about him. No, I didn't know the season. Great punt by Eddie Howe again. What's that yeah. man? He, and he knows his. They football. spent a lot of money on him, but like yeah. he's paying that back in spades. Yeah, he's quality. He's so young, so he's going to be a serious footballer, but. We still forgot the biggest moment out of that whole game. It was absolutely oh. comical. <laughs> you nearly forgot, didn't big, you, Drew? Big Andy. Andy Carroll. Like, like, what was he doing? Like, I think I might have scored that one at 6 That was like a It was over the bar. Like, I, I, the more times I look at it, the more I'm like, how can an actual professional footballer do that? Like, It is kind of mind-boggling. Yeah. It happened, though. Yeah, it um, happened. Yeah. So, yeah, Bournemouth 2, West Ham nil. Uh, we'll move on now. Another yeah. absolute cracker, a seven-goal yeah. thriller. Yeah. And whatever about Wolves four, Leicester three. No one would have expected Liverpool four, Palace three. Liverpool four, Palace three. It was like I don't like we might mention the XG as much, but it was still on stats wise, it was a pretty comfortable pool win on the stats. Two point five seven XG pool, and Palace scored three goals, but they only had a zero point six seven XG. 
That's why XG is bullshit. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was a great game again to watch. Uh, Palace never gave up. Even when Poole went 4-2 up late, uh, yeah. Max Meyer came in and made it an edgy finish to the game. Yeah. But uh, again, Mo Salah, just, just stick the armband on him and don't worry. Just different quality. The shot from Van Dijk, I thought he got a lucky assist. I was like, how was that an assist on the Fraser one? Not anyway, looped into Salah. An absolutely brilliant finish from Salah with the outside the foot. Yeah, because I've watched that a few times and I was yeah. trying to pinpoint, I was like, is he trying to flick that to Mane, who's yeah. square, but he wasn't. No, he was Didn't even see Mane. Quality. Yeah. That was he, one all after, uh, it was actually a great goal in the counter type, wasn't it? Zaha absolutely ripped Milner to shreds. Oh, lads. Look, if <laughs> if you had had any kind of foresight and looked at the lineups yeah. and seen Zaha on Milner. Yeah. Now, I don't know how we would have got a bet in there, but like, Zaha was always going to rip Milner to shreds. Yeah. As a as good a pro, as good a defender Milner can be. Like playing left back yeah. last season, he was uh, so impressive. Yeah. But like Zaha, I think one on one is different gravy. Oh, he's taking the piss. And but I just want to say, as shit as Milner was defensively, he was so good defensively. So he was like he was like involved in absolutely everything that was good about Liverpool. Like and yeah, and I think just but, by the end he'd had enough. And uh, yeah. like those two yellow cards, they were like. Oh, it was the clearest fucking right. Ah, they they were like two of the clearest yellow cards you'll ever yeah, see. Yeah. But I think he had just had enough and yeah. chasing shadows all day and yeah. like Zaha just made a show of If Zaha was a midfielder, I would seriously consider him. He's yeah. just not a forward, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, no composure, he's not a good finisher, he's no. not gonna score many goals. He's just so dangerous. You say he'd be a good um midfielder. He get you assists, he yeah. uh, wins a lot of penalties and uh Milo Jejevic isn't going to miss. No. Got an assist there. And he got yeah. a nice assist from a corner. So this was another one one of my men on my team. My third sub. But Milojevic, good, good corner. You brought Tompkins in for his goal threat. Yeah. And then you put him as your third sub. Against Liverpool though. Oh yeah, still. You can say what you want. 0.67 XG. I think I can defend myself. But uh, well, it, it was a patchwork Liverpool defence. Yeah. Like, well, best defence in the league. They need Trent Alexander. They still had Matip, Milner right back. Yeah, I don't know. Andy Robinson is quality again. Although I, I just wanted to say one thing, I'm a, I like, like I pull one of my favorite elite teams, should I say? But like, they're complete fucking cheaters in this game, weren't they? In fantasy football? No, just an actual match. Yeah, no. Well, Salah did like the worst dive in history. If it had to do for someone like that did that, I'd say they would have been like. Absolute uproar. Uproar, absolute uproar. Salah might be representing Egypt yeah. in the next Olympics. Yeah. Do you know the ninety meter? Is that a, I don't even know if that's a but thing. The one man, probably the most respected, sensible, nice guy in football, Andy Robertson. See him totally cheating as well. Yeah. For the last goal on the slide, a little handout ball going straight out. Well, of play. it was barely mentioned on match oh, of the nobody day. Nobody mentioned it. I was like, oh my god, that Liverpool was are the media's sweethearts this season. Yeah, yeah. And I love, I love Liverpool, but like that, there was so much cheating going on in that game. Anyway, they got out of jail. They got, they, their, they got their win. I, I say it week in, week out, and it's getting more and more frightening. Yeah. Champions performance, like, you just, Funny. you get the three points. Yeah. No, so we we'll move on to uh, United against Brighton. On paper, it was a very close game, but yeah. United were quite impressive again. Yeah, I thought they were very good. I thought um, Pogba, again, looking at the stats, and I don't know how many he had on target, but I think he was, he was shooting every 13 minutes, which is just... Is he essential? It's, it's mind-boggling. Oh, he's essential. He's a premium player. I don't own him, but is he... Do you know what? I don't own him. He's one of my favourite players yeah. currently, possibly of all time. 
<laughs> no, honestly, I, I do. There's a lot about Pogba that I like, and I've said it loads. I won't go into it now. Yeah. Um, my FIFA Ultimate Team is built around Pogba. Yeah. But I don't own him on fantasy football. That's because you're doing so well. None of your other. It's nothing to do with Pogba. It's to do with your other guys doing okay, and you just can't get rid. It of might him. come back to haunt me. So Pogba scored a penalty, but he yeah, was he uh, very well. impressive. Otherwise, yeah, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. It's like he's a completely different player under uh, Solskjaer. Rashford scored a, a screamer. Lovely Rashford goal, scored an absolute worldy, wasn't it? Like it's almost to do. Dalo did Dalo. Dalo is it? Did well. Dalo, got the yeah. ball across, but it's like so much confidence, so much arrogance, all the trickery, and like. And it's such a ridiculous angle, like, and there was never any doubt, was there? Like, yeah, very impressive. And another thing that stood out in that game was uh, Pascal Gross, one goal yeah, yeah. on the losing team, and Max Bonus again. Max Bonus, yeah. It's lovely. What's bo- that all about? I don't know. He did that last season as well. Yeah, we haven't seen much of him this season, like, from an FPL perspective. It was a lovely finish. Yeah. It was a lovely ball in from, from uh, Davy Proper, actually, outside of the boot again. Yeah. And, like, lovely little touch. Proper player, game. isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll keep going anyway. We've yeah. got a load of matches to go through. Yeah. This this result was a big shock to me. We said it earlier in the pod. Yeah. Newcastle 3, Cardiff 0. And I really crunched the numbers on that one. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of having a big bet. I wrote a blog um, just for another site just about uh, the Cardiff defence possibly keeping a clean sheet in that yeah. one. And I couldn't have got it any more wrong. Like no. Newcastle had scored three goals in their last six games. Yeah. They scored three here and it was very comfortable. Cardiff wasn't zero, lucky. Cardiff zero point three one X three, Newcastle one point eight five X three, like oh my god, I was like Fabian Shar, I was looking at this and I thought I had the wrong uh, Swiss international. I thought I was <laughs> looking at Zerdan Shakiri. I don't know about you, but in all fairness to Shar, he had a, he's a, he's had a good record. He actually has a good score goal scoring record for Switzerland, I think at club level he used to be on penalty just to get a few as well, but Oh my god, the first goal was actually cracker, wasn't it? The, the defending was non-existent, though. The first it? goal was Messi-esque. He just yeah. ran through a few yeah. defenders on his left foot. Yeah. And uh, I do remember when he moved to Newcastle, um, a few people highlighting his goal threat. Yeah. And I didn't really think really twice it. about it. Yeah. No, we haven't seen it. No, but we've seen it there. Came out right here, and then our man Rondon. Oh, Rondon, that's just super... He's a bully, he's a beast, isn't he? he? He's a nice guy as well. Yeah, he's a nice guy again, but he's just such a beast. Pushing lads to the side. Just said... Iosi Perez, have a goal, there you go, couldn't miss. Yeah, right, next game, and the favourite son of the FPL Renegades podcast, from a manager point of view, uh, Ralph Hasenhutl, wins again. Another win for Southampton 2-1, that was a great win for them as well, wasn't it? It was, and can I just say, we mention Ralph Hasenhutl on the podcast every week, a German friend of mine, yeah, has brought to my attention that we might be pronouncing his name wrong. You're not serious. We thought we were deadly. <laughs> and I have actually went to the bother of learning how to say it. So yeah, go on, tell me. It is actually... Yeah. Ralph. Ralph. Hasenhutl. Hasenhutl. So you have to curl your R's. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I actually got a lesson on this today. <laughs> and it's a small thing, though. Do you yeah. know, people appreciate this on a podcast. Yeah, yeah that's it. People go into this extra effort. Have to figure out what and, we're doing um, Anyway... They they won again. Yeah. And, uh, and deserved it. And I just want to say, James Ward-Prowse, absolute quality goal. It was a great goal, yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at all the statistics. Like, really, is, to me, he's a more of a cis man and his crosses and corners and stuff. And it's not that he's on all the set pieces, all the crosses and the corners. When you look at the percentage of his crosses and corners that are hitting other players, it's ridiculously high. It's like he's such a talented player from a technical perspective. You'd just never get him in, though, yeah. would you? 
probably at not at this point. What's name? But with the fixtures coming up, he's good fixtures as well. I would be keeping an eye on him, but yeah. probably not yet. Uh, Lucas Dina. Look at Dina. I thought he was really unlucky. He was like, what, what was he doing? Tracking back? It's Nate all or Redmond. nothing, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's all or nothing, but the stats were there again, and I wouldn't be too upset at all. People like, kind of like, go too far one way or the other. Yeah. It's like, he'll get you a 15-point haul, and people will say he's like Roberto Carlos. Yeah. Or he'll get the minus one, and people will be saying... But he could have had a test. He put, he put a cross right on um, uh, Gibbs Sigerson's head that could have easily went in. So, he, he, big chance in the game. So, like, I wouldn't be Like you said, Sigerson got the goal. Uh, Sigerson got the goal. Kurt Zuma with an assist. Back-to-back yeah. back attacking. I've seen that, yeah. Who would have predicted that, yeah. Is he that, essential? Fuck off, <laughs> That was so annoying, though. That cost me fucking nine points off. Yeah, then, right? right. Let's move on from that. And yeah. you hate when I say this, but Wofford nil, Burnley nil. Will we skip? No, we're not going to skip it. We skip it. Fucking skip it. No. Wofford nil. Uh, Burnley are on a good run now. Is that three wins and a draw in their last four? Uh, and I've actually pinpointed yeah. well, uh, Sean Dyche's secret to success. What, Tom Heaton? No, I, at first I thought it was Tom Heaton. Yeah. Tom Heaton came back in. Very solid. Great yeah. goalkeeper. So I was a smile on his face. Yeah. Seems I think like it's, uh, is it Dwight McNeil? Dwight McNeil's been quality since he came in and he was good again I was just going to say he, he started like, the last four games in a row yeah but he looks dangerous every time he plays yeah, and they're he? unbeaten and yeah. I'm kind of thinking he's very busy 4.4 fifth midfield last Sean Dyche seems to me like an old school manager yeah he's very set in his ways yeah he probably has like a a lucky pair of underpants <laughs> that like things are going well he's not yeah. going to change them yeah and I'm thinking Dwight McNeil might be his lucky pair of underpants. Yeah, I just so think he's, he's going to start every game until they lose. I, I just think he's a really good player and he's going to start every game because he signed a new contract last week and he's going to be an important fucking player for Burnley. So nothing to do with underpants. Nothing to do with underpants, true. But uh, uh, as we've mentioned... Anything from a Watford point of... Well, well your man right, Ashley Barnes. Ashley Barnes, go on. 0.86 expected goal involvement, which by some miracle was higher than Andy Carroll who had the biggest miss in... Premier League what good is XG if you never score though? No, but he's he's getting in the right place at the right time. But Are you like, keeping him? Yeah, and another person that I bigged up last week. I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him for a couple more weeks anyway. I'll see. Yes, as I think could be an option. But Danafeo, the same story. Passed the eye test again. He missed an easy one on one. He looks so good, but his his actual returns are just not matching his great stats. And it's just, one of those. There's a reason he's still not at Barca. But yeah. you can still see that little bit of Barca flair, as you yeah, call it. Yeah, he's quite, but he's quality. Like even like his touch to get into the positions was just top quality. But his finishing is just dire. Just one thing I would have said: this was this actually the result in this was one nil to Burnley because uh, Chris Wood scored a perfectly good goal at the at the dash and it was wrongly called offside. But it was nil nil. Yeah, but you know, if I was a Burnley fan, I'd be pretty pissed off. We need VAR, man. VAR. VAR. V A R. That's it. Yeah. Right. So next game. moving on and. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a shock, but it was a shock how easy it was for Arsenal 2 0. Yeah, it was, I was like, Chelsea did an awful lot of possession. Like, people don't realise this, but I think they had, what, 65 70% of possession, but. Yeah. Yeah, they Arsenal, did, like, yeah. but uh, it's kind of the same old story for Chelsea. Um, it's the same thing every week. They yeah. play the exact same way, the system is the same. Um, they don't do anything different, and if you nullify what they do, and that sounds very yeah. simple, I'll come back yeah. into that. Yeah, you've a great chance of winning. Yeah. So I'm all about the goals. Like as that, it was. It was beautiful. Wasn't absolutely it? brilliant. Just made space for himself so well in the air. He's such top quality. I don't even know really... what that finish was. What a tight it was angle! Like a mix of a dink. Yeah. And a... 
smash into the top corner. It was absolutely amazing. What about it? the celebration? Yeah, I top guy. You gotta love it. Yeah, love that. Uh, Aubameyang could have had a couple of goals. Put a couple of goals early on. Didn't really do anything in the second half, but he, he, how that first one, he just didn't even get his foot to it. I was, it was sick. Usual Aubameyang, isn't it? He yeah. is another all or nothing. Yeah. He'll get you like two or three attacking returns or he'll get you nothing. He can't not return against Cardiff in the next one though, can he? As a non-owner, I hope not, but I am worried. Yeah. Um, but um, Chelsea were very disappointing. Um, Alonso again, poor. Yeah. Uh, Hazard was very quiet. He's just so quiet, didn't he? he didn't do none. I just think they need to take one in and and just, I don't know, has back on. Just the seems to me like, if you nullify uh Jorginho, you have Chelsea sorted. Now I'm not no. saying he's like, any kind of fucking. Uh, he's so not Pirlo or he's, he's not Xavi. Yeah. But like. Their whole game plan revolves around him. You can see the keeper, all yeah. of the defence, they look for him at every yeah, yeah. Every point. And I think I said it on Twitter before, um I actually admire him a lot. Like he's a terrible FPL option. Yeah. And even from an attacking point of view, he's not great to watch. But like he's shows such courage because yeah. he's available for every pass. Do you know, there, if you yeah. check his like touches and like passes I say he's in top 5 in the, in, in the whole of the Premier League he's available for everything and like yeah. even knowing people know that the ball's going to go to him and they're going to be on him he's available at every point and yeah. it's just not working at the moment and I don't think it's his fault but I actually admire what he does a lot yeah and I just want to say one last point there David Luiz I don't know if he got a zero or minus one he didn't do anything anyway but he was still trying them to true balls over the top and he's, he's a definite option going forward he's going to get more assists and more clean sheets especially if we'll come back to it but if Chelsea get that unlikely yeah. double game week in 25 yeah. I think David Luiz could be uh, pure gold pure gold I think he'd be in my team anyway right we'll try and wrap this up quick yeah. enough now Huddersfield nil, City 3 Huddersfield nil, City 3 now yeah. it's hard to take anything from Huddersfield because they have this interim manager Yep. He Mark Hudson keeps talking himself down, saying doesn't really care about the job, doesn't want it. Yeah, looks well, like it's gonna go to some German guy. No, it's already gone to some 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 German it's guy. Gone, yeah. yeah, Jan Siebert. Or oh no no sorry, Martin from Wakefield. Martin from Wakefield. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Yeah, what a fair enough. But uh, I watched that game and I thought, yeah. as a a Raheem Sterling or, owner, City were just in first gear the whole way through. Yeah, it was kind of frustrating. They were in first gear, yeah, and you would expect them to have more. But but did you see the stats? I was like, Sané, XG 1.06. And I think he had one shot and one chance created. But they were both just like... Yeah. Brilliant. brilliant. Aguero started. Nobody was sure what was going to happen with the, no, the forward situation. Started, to be honest. I thought this was a perfect chance to just keep uh, Jesus' yeah, why would form start, going. Yeah. You know, keep his confidence up. Yeah. It was a lovely little um, assist by Aguero for the goal, actually, wasn't it? It was beautiful, actually. Yeah, uh, Sane, great composure again. How can he just roll it in? Like he took that little extra second or two that most guys would have kind of swung at, but he just waited and just. And that's what kind of does people. People don't expect you to wait. They kind of no. expect you to shoot. Yeah. And just if you take that little step, now I sound like I know what Leroy Sane was thinking, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. But uh, no, I I agree. It was like pure calmness. Uh, Sterling scored a header. Yeah, it was. A, it was that was just some ball. Ball was smashed across yeah, the box. That was an easy header. Yeah. Yeah. He just fucking it was probably a diamond header, really, was it? Yeah. But um, and uh, and what about um? We have to mention one thing. Uh, Munez miss. Oh God. That was just dire, wasn't it? it? Wasn't as bad as Andy Carroll's, but I think it was. It was worse dire, than, but it than like, Ashley Barnes. 
It wasn't by any means unexpected. Yeah, We've said it many happen. times. Yeah. They are the worst pair of strikers I've ever seen in Premier League history. Oh, Trey Moon, yeah. But do you Aren't know what? Uh, neither of them started. I was like, he, he, he was that guy. I was like, I think I, thought, think I know most of the players in the Premiership, but it was three or four guys on that um, Huddersfield team that I barely recognised. I think Di Cale or someone like that, Di Cale was playing. 4.5 midfielder was playing as their striker. Game start two. Munia came off the bench. Huddersfield are gone though, aren't they? Yeah, they've 11 points. I think they're gone. No matter how good this, this guy... They're uh, not good enough. Yeah, and Sigurd, he got him from Dortmund reserves. He seems to have a similar kind of portfolio that Wagner had, but... um, Jesus. It's a big job. Nobody's going to keep them in the Premier League. Like, he probably has been told, look, the the likelihood is that you got a plan for the Championship. Yeah. And, sure. To be honest, in the second half, I thought they had a little bit of a go. City yeah. were happy to just sit back and not really be as ruthless as they are sometimes. Yeah. And maybe... Some of the credit has to go to Huddersfield because they didn't completely lie da- down no, and die. No, but they're just. So a lot of teams would have like three 0 down. It could have easily ended up six 0 Yeah, I, I I like Huddersfield, but at the end of the day, they're just a, a champions team playing in the Premiership. Yeah, and the final game of the day yeah. was Fulham one, Spurs two, and yeah. Fulham dreadfully unlucky from what I saw. Oh my god! And I, I watched the whole match. So uh... yeah, yeah. So in the first half, Fulham were absolutely brilliant, weren't they? Yeah. We had um, um I th- I just thought they were they should have had they they went one nil ahead. It was uh We joked about bringing Lorente in. Yeah. For and, goals. And I was just like, can cool collective. It was a lovely <laughs> little cipher, wasn't it? I thought it was a really nice finish into the corner. But um yeah, and then I thought uh what a ball um from uh I actually just saying uh Brian Babel I thought had a great game. I was like, No one's gonna miss him, was it, were they? Did you see him with his bright red hair? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. But um, I wasn't expecting anything of him. No, um, he was. He just looked busy. Everything like, the Fulham good the Fulham did, he was right in the middle of it. Had a good idea that he did okay in Turkey, but I don't yeah. think he set the world alight. Yeah, no. And uh, but just just going forwards, like you have Babel, Sherla, and Mitrovic. Yeah, surely they will trouble a lot of teams. Yeah, they're going to see so many goals, but yeah, they're, they're going to score goals, aren't they? They're nice run of fixtures. I. Don't think I'd be put off bringing a Sherla or a Babel into my team as a differential. And they were unlucky against Spurs. Like, yeah. in fairness, Spurs are fairly uh, ravaged by injury. They yeah. were away from home and they did just keep going till the very end. Um, Seems only going to get worse. Our man we put up, we were big on Deli Ali last week, weren't we? He was in the right place at the right time. Lovely ball from Ericsson. Ericsson a nice goal. Good. And it kind of was just kind of highlighting what he could have brought to them in the next yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Like, he so, could have. Kane is gone, Son is gone. Yeah, Delhi really, could have been the talisman. I feel really bad for someone, someone uh, that was brought me as a wild card because Lorente played up front and oh, like you know what I got out of Lorente? I looked at the stats and I was like, Lorente eight penalty touches, five attempts, five in the box, and I wasn't thinking, oh, I want him. I was thinking, what could have been? <laughs> Harry Kane would have got three or four in that game. Yeah, but 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 then let's let's talk about the goal. George, Kevin, and Kudu, lovely ball in. And who was there? But Harry was there. It was a great cross. Yeah, a great cross by like Kudu. Forgotten man. Yeah. Who is that guy? George Kevin and Kudu. Yeah, I remember <laughs> him in France and, you know, he's yeah. a bit of pace. His sounds kind of cool. Some delivery. Yeah. And Harry was there to finish it. It was a great header, to yeah. be honest. No, it wasn't a great header. He was no, in a great he, position. But did you see yeah. the run he made? To get, yeah. he, he, like, actually won the ball back for Spurs in his own box and sprinted the whole way up and got in the 6 Yeah, as grateful as Spurs will be for that three points. Yeah. They've they got to be good at about Deli Alley. Yeah, I just... Like, I'm, what do you do? Pull a hamstring? 
Hull Hamstring go till March the same as as um, the same as Harry Kane and I'm worried about them going forward. No Ali, no Son, no Kane. Felt so sorry for him because like he's quite cool, but he actually yeah. looked fairly yeah, upset, devastated. And uh, the last time Delhi Ali pulled anything, yeah. it ended up in a an explicit viral video <laughs> yeah. on WhatsApp. Quite, yeah. And he looked a lot happier then oh, than he did big, on the pitch. Big, big smile on his face. For Spurs. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, no, I do we know. leave it at that? We'll just end it there, Drew. Yeah, on that uh, <laughs> that note. Game week 24, Willie, it's it's a full week away, so it's hard yeah. to get a grasp of what you want to do, but yeah. how are you set up for that week? Look, I think we're definitely going to have to wait till the FA Cup ties and the League Cup semi-finals are played. It's definitely not a week for an early transfer. I wanted to carry the early transfer. Ritarlson has Huddersfield, but it's like it's a complete drop in underlying statistics. So, uh, in the back of my mind, I'm considering someone like Diego Yota. 5.9 million, West Ham at home. 1.6 XGI versus Leicester. One game wonder. I don't know if he's a one game wonder. I thought he was a one game wonder, and I actually came out and said it on the on our WhatsApp page. Scored a hat-trick, but somehow he had five big chances, four in the box, four shots in the box. How can you have... Five big chances and four shots, but I seen that as well, and it yeah. made no sense to me. Yeah. But, uh, but 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 anyway, I look. Yeah. So yeah, keep going. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I looked into his um into his uh, last four game weeks, and I was like, oh, he's only played two games, and he's been subbed off in one of them. I was like, that's not great. But anyway, so I said, I I heard that he'd had an injury, so I went into his last four games played, and his last four games he's had um four goals, one assist, an xG of two point three six. 19 penalty area touches and 7 attempts in the box. And as you know, West Ham always concede there's dodgy as fuck at the back. So, Like Wolves? Yeah. So, and like he really, like Wolves, yeah. But he really passed the eye test and he's someone I'm considering. But the only thing I'm I'm thinking about now is like Ben Crowland on Twitter saying that there's a chance that there could be a, a game week 25 um, double game week that that City Everton game could be. Um, yeah. So, so I might want to keep Richarlison for that. But, it's um, kind of worrying yeah. how much his stats have dropped off a cliff, as you would say. Um, yeah, but is, is it, it is it a case of give him like Huddersfield yeah. is probably one of the better fixtures you can have? Yeah, is it a case of giving him that and then deciding? It just depends whether we think Seabert is going to be pressing like um, Wagner or he's going to be like giving them an insane amount of space like uh, Hudson was doing at the weekend. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think I'm probably going to give. I've decided I'm going to give players one week of really bad statistics. So I imagine I'll probably keep him for the Huddersfield game, and uh, that'll be the end of him then. If if not, and I, I suppose I'm looking at uh, Salah captain the same as everyone else. Four by like, nine XGI. Wolves score four goals. Yeah. At home to Leicester. That's not going to happen every week, is it? But Leicester. It can't. But like like Liverpool. At Leicester home. were a joke. They were, weren't they? Yeah. If Salah doesn't return in that game, we may give up FPL. So, and then, <laughs> but I also thought um, Cardiff are so bad at the back as well. But Abamyang's um, his underlying statistics just aren't quite as good as Salah. You own Abamyang, don't I you? I do own Abamyang, and he'll definitely be so my you have life, an option. But I have an option, but Abamyang's underlying statistics are good, but Salah's actual statistics are far superior, and that's why he'll be my captain. But I'll probably be going for a four four two this week. I don't know if you want to go through my team or. It's um, yeah, go through yeah, it there, right. sure. So I have Allison at the back. I have Lucas Dean Huddersfield away. Alexander Arnold Leicester at home. Doherty West Ham at home, and um, Yen do you think Doherty will be straight back in? That was just a one off. I think he'll be straight back in. Me too. Off. I wouldn't be too worried about yep. it. I think Vinagre day. Uh, and then my midfield. So I obviously have Salah captain Hazard Bournemouth away. Wouldn't be surprised if he banged. 
Pogba is a great choice against Burnley at home and Richarlison one more chance Huddersfield away and then I've uh, Rashford and the Bamiang up front you can't really go wrong there no nope. Tompkins first up Southampton away and then Camarasa and Barnes I really hope neither of them come on that's it this will be the the week that Barnes will uh, get you those returns that you've been promising yeah the way the United as your third sub yeah probably will be knowing my luck <laughs> So my anyway, game week t- your team, 24, I'm going to yeah. roll my free transfer. Yeah. I think my squad looks pretty solid for this week. Yeah. Um, my big worry is I don't have Pogba. Yeah. And I could technically bring him in, but just fixtures and person. I don't know if they have cover, but just fixtures personnel-wise. And like you were saying, I'm kind of worried about... Not worried. I'm uh, conscious that there are blank weeks, double game weeks coming up. Yeah. It's nice I, to have two transfers. Yeah, I have most of my chips ready, but it is yeah. nice to have a few free transfers to get yeah. ready for those weeks. Yeah. And like my midfield is Salah, home to Leicester, Richarlison away to Huddersfield, as bad as his stats are, it's a good fixture. Yeah. Sterling away to Newcastle, Hazard away to Bournemouth, Felipe Anderson away to Wolves. Wolves yeah. So like I would like to have him, but I don't think Who do you think I'm gonna get rid of one of them and like just as I said Can you do uh, Anderson Pogba? No, not directly. No. But uh, just as I said, um, Leicester conceded four goals to Wolves. Yeah. What would Liverpool do to them? Uh, Wolves also conceded three goals to Leicester. So you've yeah. got to fancy West Ham's chances of getting a few goals. Of getting a goal. That's a real and, uh, like, yeah. As a Rui Patricio owner, and like I rue we <laughs> owning him yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah. Like, the... Their expected goals conceded, the chances they allow, their big chances they allow, they're always really low. Yeah. And it gives you just great keeps hope. Keep, keeps you keeping them, doesn't they it? They just keep conceding. And yeah. I don't know, is it bad luck? Are we reading the stats wrong? Yeah, I don't know. Are we missing wrong. something? I think we're missing something. You know, they do just keep conceding. Yeah. So. But I'm thinking of, uh, I have Rui Patricio in goals at the minute, but I have a button on my bench. And I was delighted to see Australia go through there. And, uh, Matt Ryan saved two penalties. Legend. Yeah. Didn't save any penalties in the Premiership <laughs> for me. All the time. I think he took three penalties. Like, keep him well. away. Button yeah. is going to be there. Button away to Fulham. I could bring, even though Fulham were quite impressive against Spurs. In the first half. Yeah, but still, like, uh, Brighton are so hard. Like, Liverpool could barely score against Brighton. So, like, how many think Fulham are going to score? He's it's probably good. my best option. Especially seeing as I have Doherty. Yeah. Button could be a good option. There's probably no need to double okay. up on the Wolves' defence. Yeah, I, um, I, I'd be playing Button there. So I'm going to roll my transfer. Solid. To be honest, I want more information on the blanks. Same as myself. Um, and the double game week. So I'm going yeah. to fine-tune my strategy for them. Yeah. And keep two, fran- two free transfers even. Salah, I think, is a no-brainer captain. Yeah. I've seen on Twitter all week, people trying to be a little bit too clever. Yeah. And I'm never going to jump in. Well, I probably did jump in a few times and say... <laughs> What are you doing? Um, there was people talking about Captain Rashford, Sané, like Salah is the go-to captain. It's yeah. still quite early, I feel, to be yeah. going for differential. It's such a low risk. It's like really what you go. He's like, what is he, 50, 60% owned now? How many of them are yeah, going to be captaining? Yeah, and how many people are going to be captaining him? Yeah. Um, it's a no-brainer. So it He was true. home to Palace. You don't even need to be like <laughs> no, making I, a, a case for this. Like, Yeah, I agree. So, uh, the other few things I, I took out of that, I just said, Ryan has gone through in the yep. Asian Cup. And also, uh, South Korea bet Bahrain. 2-1 in extra time. In extra time. And that's great for me because 
I've never owned Sun. No, I'd love to own him. No. Um, I've no intention of getting him in. No. Like, I would love him. They're going to be in the League Cup final in 27, you'd imagine, as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I'm kind of happy. Yeah. The longer that decision is uh, prolonged, the better yeah. for me. I can keep my team as it is. Yeah. Uh, if he was out and people were bringing him in, I'd be panicking. Maybe when he, when he comes back, I can see myself definitely getting him back on my team. Yeah, he's a great out. price point. Yeah, and he's just he's gold. He's just quality player. He's such a nice smile. I say as well. gold a lot. Yeah, he's such a nice smile. Uh, he's a beautiful man. Yeah. Um, I don't he's, know he's where we're going heroes. with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, tough guy. No, I agree with that. Yeah. So. I was saying I haven't had a green arrow in a long time, and I don't know if you're gonna have one here, but sure, we'll hope and pray. I think you'll have one. Do you yeah. think you will? Just like to have every week. I think I've had like uh, ten red arrows and twelve, so I don't think I'm the one to be uh, talking about arrows. Do you, do you know what game week twenty four is so far in the distance? Yeah, that I don't really care. No, not the All right, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Let's take a very brief look at our two weekly segments. So we have the Renegades captain poll where we're basically looking for someone who won't be widely captained but might score big and at this stage might score at all because it's not going yeah. very well. Oh God. So Willie, you picked Ashley Barnes. Yeah. Uh, absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. I got no points. 0.86 XGI. I picked Top Ryan... Top best XGI of the week. I picked Ryan Fraser. No points. Should have gotten an assist. You were done as well. And uh, <laughs> fucking Kirk's jammy as Like, fuck. he's not here. He picked a guy... Who was flagged as being yeah. injured. Yeah. Uh, Lascals. Yeah. He got an assist, a clean sheet, and, and bonus two points. bonus. Oh my God. Unlucky for Kirk's, uh, the listeners voted for Fraser. Yeah. But lads, Kirk's just has this. So he just has a knack for picking these. I think he's in the top 2k in the world as well. I don't think you're meant to say retarded, but he has this knack of picking retarded captains that just work out. Like Lascals, do you remember... On WhatsApp, we were actually on to him going, Kirk's, he's actually injured. You're he's making us back. look like fools by yeah. picking him. Then he makes us look he's like fools. He's got an absolute haul. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know how he does it. Uh, the next game week isn't for another week, so we won't pick our captains just yet. Yeah. But our Renegade squad uh, was a little bit more positive. Uh, we got back-to-back wins. Boom. We bet FPL Dougal. No father Ted. 68-51. So, Clinical. Yeah, I don't mean to kick a man when he's down, but that, like, as far as head-to-heads go, that was a... Dominant display. It was. It was a very clear-cut win. Um, There was never any danger. Really relaxing. And like I said, back-to-back wins. So still, there's only three people have bet us out of 12 games. Uh, Two of them are joint first on four-point wins. And we say it every week, someone's going to beat us by more than that. Someone's gonna, and someone's going to win. Someone's going to smash us. Someone's going to smash shit out of us. Like our budget's only 100 million. Um, people have team values of 105 plus. million, yeah. Like we are playing Danny Ings, Troy Deeney and Ashley Barnes up front every week. Yeah. So lads, just give it a shot. So like I said, it's a week away, but we'll put up a post. Just uh, declare your interest and you could win a 50 euro Amazon voucher or a and Renegades arm. mug. And a Renegades mug. And, sorry, you can win both of them. <laughs> yeah. Because if it was a decision, they'd obviously all go for the Renegades mug. Definitely. I would, anyway. Cool. So keep an eye out, and we will hopefully play one of you soon. Cheers. Okay, Willie, let's get stuck into a few listeners' questions. What do we have? Yeah, well, we have a question here from FPL Drunk, and FPL Drunk asks, How do we determine when a new template player is emerging versus who is going to be an underwhelming bandwagon? 
I'll, I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, I've been having a look at this and it's something I actually look at on a week-to-week basis, so it's a good question. Yeah. And FPL Drunk, one of my favourite Twitter accounts. Yeah. He's very balanced. Yeah. Has a lot of Can't solid add. opinions. Yeah. And we absolutely smashed him in our head-to-head. <laughs> so, <laughs> good we? guy. But uh, no, all joking aside, um, it's a great question and to be honest it's very current because if you're on Twitter and you follow FPL Twitter, everyone's kind of moaning and moping that there's a template forming, how do you get away from it, how do you uh, move up in rank when there's such a, I suppose a rigid template and there, there is at this stage, no? I'd say there's probably, there's six, seven, eight players that the majority of people have. Yeah, and when I was thinking about this, I thought there's no exact exact science to answering this question and being able to get more of these decisions right than you do wrong yeah. is what allows us to get ahead. That's it, like you're always gonna get some wrong, but it's just about getting more getting the majority of them right. Yeah, and the key is getting on early. Like yeah. you need to decide is this a bandwagon or is this gonna turn into a template? And that sounds very simple, but yeah. it's not it's not simple and at all. Like I just said, you need to get more of those decisions, more of those coin flips right than you do wrong. Yeah. And I think your rank will soar. And that's how you make it in the game. So I have a, a combination of things that I look at. Okay, you go through them and I'll tell you and what I think of them. As you know, I'm a very accomplished FPL player. Very accomplished. Very I solid record. I hear this every week for the last probably 10, anyway. 10 15 years. But uh, the first thing I look at, and it's probably the thing I look at more than anything. Yeah. Uh, forget about this question. Just in general, strong underlying stats. Yeah. Really strong underlying stats. Yeah. But I have a a few things. The eye test. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna provide examples coming up, but uh, I think sometimes the eye test can be even more important than the the stats. Yeah, I uh, agree with you. It can be very important. Yeah. There's fixtures. Yeah. Ownership slash potential ownership. Yeah. So I'll keep a lookout for how highly owned is the player. Player players to play for Man United. How many transfers are being brought in? Yeah. Like if I think this player might soon either become unaffordable or that their ownership will be so high that even if they don't turn out to be the flavour of the month but they have a good game week, is it going to affect my rank? Yeah. And then I think, do they fit into my squad and structure? Yeah. So I do have certain price points and I need to decide whether they fit into that and then the final thing I'll look at is their FPL pedigree yeah like are we looking at a guy that has just recently came onto the scene and onto our radars are we looking at a guy who may have had a quiet spell but is a proven FPL yeah, asset historically he's been decent yeah, yeah who's just yeah. went through a quiet period but is back in it and I can kind of trust him to yeah. keep that up so when I'm looking at this I think one of my biggest leaks in FPL is I'm very sceptical of potential bandwagons. Yeah. And maybe too much to the, to the extent that I never get on or I get on these players too late. <coughs> I was, I was going to say that could have been one of my biggest fault. Like, as, as I said, the most important thing for me is underlying statistics. He has to be posting good numbers. And for me, it's, it's not just for the game we can question. It's for maybe two or three weeks at least. And I think sometimes that means that, like, I'm not getting on them quite on time. Yeah, like, like returns I'm, I'm, in one week means nothing to me compared yeah. to underlying stats for the previous six. Yeah, yeah. They tell the full story. Yeah. And I know you feel the same. 
Like, take Barkley, for example, earlier in the season. Barkley is quite creative. He has a bit of an eye for goal. Yeah. And people just jumped all over him. People just went mad, didn't But they? that was a bandwagon. Yeah, it was a complete bandwagon. Like, he was never, ever nailed on, so he wasn't. But you could have not picked him if you only looked at underlying stats, no? Yeah, yeah definitely, no. He, he I don't think they were up there. So, I'm going to give you two examples. Yeah. And the first one is... Uh, it's very relevant. Marcus Rashford. Um, he's one of the most highly owned players in the game. He's going to be he's probably fifty percent plus now after going into the next game week. I'd say is he? Yeah, and like coming into Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign, when I looked at my, uh, like I said, I have a few key points that I look at when yeah. deciding this. So I have my strong underlying stats, Rashford high test fixtures. Yeah. So he definitely had the fixtures. When Solskjaer took over, he had Cardiff, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Newcastle. He had a blip with Tottenham. Then he had Brighton and Burnley, which is to come. Yeah, Couldn't have any better fixtures. No. Uh, the eye test. He did look okay under Jose. He didn't look amazing. Yeah. No, I thought he looked good, though. But I wouldn't blame that on him fully. No. Um, my plan was to keep an eye on the, the landscape and see how the United players did for the Cardiff game. I was yeah. never going to get him in. No. A lot of people got him in. Yeah, we just want to see how he'd get on. I want to see how he got on, how United got on. What kind of football they played. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Cardiff on paper in Wales wasn't an easy game. No. They won 5-1, I think. United literally them, yeah. Yeah, so what I would have done there when deciding whether to bring in Rashford is, I looked at his uh, underlying stats between game weeks 15 and 18. Which were deadly. And he got two goals and two assists. So he had the returns. Yeah. But it's not all about returns. Yeah. I prefer underlying stats. Because yeah. I think returns can be deceptive sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, he'd, in those four games, he'd had 19 penalty area touches. Which is very good. Yeah. 13 shots. Yeah. Uh, he had a shot every 26 minutes. And he'd created six chances. That so like... Premium. Yeah, yeah. His stats, his underlying stats were very good. Yeah. And... Since I brought him in, he's got two points against Huddersfield. Yeah. And I remember watching that game. He was he very impressive. Yeah, he was very good, wasn't he? And then he's got 11, 12, 7, 8. He's been very consistent. It's just unbelievable. And I think the main thing I took out of that was his underlying stats. Yeah. I got a little bit lucky, as in I was trying to get rid of Wilson because Bournemouth's fixtures were turning. Taking a turn, yeah. He was having a few uh, niggling injuries. He was having yeah. a few flags. He's still having a few flags, yeah. Yeah, and I needed to get rid of him. So again, I don't want to repeat this too much, but like these are my uh, yeah. go-to points when I'm picking a player. Strong yeah. underlying stats he had. Yeah. Eye test was okay. Yeah. Fixture's amazing. Yeah. Ownership wasn't high. Potential ownership was going to be high. Yeah. Um. Do they fit into my squad structure? Yeah. He could easily swap in for Wilson. Yeah. And does he have an FPL pedigree? Yeah. Like, is he streaky? Does he have past form? And like Rashford, he's a young player. He doesn't have any massive form. But I was looking at last season. Yeah, scored two goals scored. against yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. When he burst onto the scene, he scored two goals, goals against Arsenal. Yeah. Last season, he had seven goals and five assists. Yeah. So I, think I decided he was worth bringing in, and that's yeah. worked out. Yeah. Well, um, I brought him in, but I brought him in a little bit later than you because something I looked at, I think, can be a negative for me. But like, I think when I'm looking at bandwagons, one thing I think of is are they um, nailed on? Yeah. But I think uh, I was a little bit worried about Lukaku coming into the team and taking Rashford's spot. So that probably meant I was a little bit late to the party with that one. But, but, uh, and my second example, and it's. 
probably more current. Yeah. And with Rashford, I have an answer. It's like we yeah. brought him in and it, we won. Yeah. We won. Uh, <laughs> Diogo Yata. Yeah. So I think he's a prime example of we're still not sure is he going to be a bandwagon or is he going to turn into an essential kind of yeah. fourth, fifth midfielder, enabler as part of the template. Yeah. I think we might have a bit of a different opinion on this one, Drew. Yeah. So when I started looking at this, like I'm taking a really broad view, but I'll try and go through it quickly. He started the first nine league games. Yeah. Remember preseason being so excited about this guy. I think he had 17 goals and five assists in 42 games championship. And it's not even just the goals and assists. He looked absolutely quality. He was, him and Ruin Neves were the best two yeah. players in league by a mile. Like and, and some, Jack Grealish. Sometimes I hate the word eye test, but yeah. there, there's it's hard to explain it any other way. Yeah. On the eye test, he was gold. Yeah. Um, in pre-season, he was very good was as gold. well. Very impressive. Banging him um, in. But yeah, brought him into my team. He started the first nine league games and he got one assist. Yeah. Very disappointing. It was like... We all I remember telling a few people bring this lad into your team and them yeah. saying he's a championship player he's no uh, pedigree and I was yeah. saying he's played in Champions League yeah. he's played for Porto. Porto he's done it for Porto he's good yeah. for Porto like, he has score. some pedigree yeah, it's not yeah. like uh, yeah. so in those first nine games his XG was 0.55 it's not very good that's not good at all uh, his XA was 1.15 in yeah. nine games very underwhelming Yeah. he had 33 penalty touches and 11 shots yeah um, he created nine chances. And my notes here, like I don't really write down many notes, but like big capital letters just say meh. Yeah. Nine games. The stats, for what I was expecting, the stats were very poor. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to get over that because we're many weeks ahead. Yeah. Uh, a lot has happened since then. But I still like to look at their history. Yeah. Especially for a guy that doesn't have any Premier League history before that. So between game weeks 15 and 17, yeah. he scored two goals, two assists. Yeah. His XG had up to 1.23 Quite impressive in those three pictures. games. Yeah. Not really very creative. No, um, his assists weren't great, were they? Actually? Yeah, but he'd kind of started showing a little bit of form. Yeah. Games 18 to 21, he missed them. He got injured. He got injured, yeah, yeah. So we can't take them. No, game week 22, he played against Man City for 58 minutes. And look, I don't care who you are, I'm happy to just... Delete those stats. I don't care. Man City, it's best team in the league. Yeah. You're coming back from injury. Play 58 minutes. Who cares? Yeah. So, the big game. And what I've been trying to get to for the last 15 minutes, maybe, yeah. was the last game against Leicester. Unbelievable. Like, as a one-off game, his stats were through the roof. 10 yeah. penalty area touches. That's just mental. Four it? attempts. Not amazing, but very, yeah. very solid. Four in the box, yeah. This where is you want them to be, yeah. Five big chances. Who we still don't understand that. No, no one. But Have you figured that out yet? No, after like, is it. there any way of like the ball is flashed against across the goal? You're like a whisk away from getting to it. Does that count as a big chance? Yeah. I don't know. It like it's not a shot. Like it's just very strange. Like that he had a shot every yeah. twenty two minutes. Yeah, which is very good. To me, there's not enough there for me to think. I need to bring him into my team. And I'm also thinking, I'm going the other way. I'm like, he could be a bandwagon. Yeah. And the only thing keeping me away from saying he is a bandwagon, yeah. and it's a weird one because... What do you think the fixture Strong underlying stats. Yeah. I'm going back to my yeah. my format. Nailed no. That. 
No. He's strong in reliance stats for one match. I don't know. But not no, the no, season. No, not for the season. But if we look at, like, as I said, I always look at f- f- last four game weeks. I said, but the injury, that's not fair with him. So I went and clicked. Um, It was uh, last last four games played. And I don't know. To me, four goals and assist, an XG of 2.36, 19 penalty touches and seven attempts in the box. But that's very skewed by one game. That's four. It, it, is it though? 1.6, it is, yeah. 2.6. Like four goals. It's like three of them were in one match. Yeah, but one goal and two assists in the other three against tough against tough teams that they're playing, like fixtures that you wouldn't expect them to return in. I don't know how bad it is at all, Drew. Yeah, I, I think wasn't I, overly impressed. We'll I, move on. Like but, You can come back to that. No, I don't know if you come back. I'll just say one last thing. West Ham at home, Everton away, Newcastle away, Bourne away, Huddersfield away. Like I said, I always look at fixtures and... He ha- he has the potential. He's playing out of position as a striker. Yeah, like, Fixers uh, is on my list. Yeah, high test. Now this is where I get confused because I watched yeah. him against Leicester and I was yeah. so impressed. Yeah, he looks quality. Like his finishing was good. Yeah, uh, he's his on, first touch. Yeah, yeah. He's on the last man. He's on the shoulder of the last man. Yeah, that chest from Neves's ball was class. He's guys like Neves, Moutinho playing him in. Yeah, and he just looks really confident. Yeah, and I did think. If he's playing in that position, he's he's nearly a second striker, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He looked more dangerous than Jimenez. But the, the other thing no one's really mentioned is like uh, 5.9 million. I think he's 0.5 or 0.6 cheaper than he was. We were all getting him in at 6.5 at the yeah. start of the season. So like we got to think of his price point then. Yeah. And then moving on, fixtures. He's got absolutely beautiful fixtures. Yeah, quality fixtures. Uh, ownership, potential ownership. I can pass on this because... His ownership's low, and yeah. I don't think enough people are going to get him in that I need to worry. No. But uh, you're Jimenez owner, are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy not, to keep I'm, him. I'm not a Jimenez you're owner. Not, no. Right? no okay. and, and I think like uh, this thing a cover, and I think maybe someone like Yota, I think if I was to choose between Yota and Jimenez as, as not a, a, an owner of either, I might just pick Yota now. Cool. And then moving on, do they fit into my squad structure? He would definitely fit in because he would come in for Richarlison or uh, Felipe Anderson. Yeah. I would save point whatever million. It's hard to know which one you want to get rid of though. <laughs> Maybe both. Yeah. And then my last thing, FPL pedigree. He has none because he's no. never really been an FPL player. But he has serious player. pedigree in the championship so he has. But uh, weighing that all up, I'm happy to avoid him. Yeah. And yeah. I'm also happy to be proven wrong but I think he could be proven to be a bandwagon. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to be a bad player, but, like, some people will look at the hat-trick, they'll get carried away and expect uh, a multitude of returns over the next six weeks, well, and I don't think they're going to get them. Well, I feel like I'm not looking at the hat-trick, and, like, I probably will leave him for the West Ham game, but I, I think he could easily return in that. But he's someone that I'd... I don't know. If he, if he gets an assist or go in the West Ham game, he's definitely someone I'd be looking at. Yeah, West forward. Ham's a tough one as well because I always think West Ham, rubbish defence. Yeah. They're always going to concede goals. Kept a clean sheet against Arsenal. You know, maybe they yeah. all all they needed was a Balboina injury. <laughs> Our friend. Yeah, no, Albana and Diaz in the centre-halves. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, no, I think West Ham... So, we went yeah. on about that for a good while. But I, I thought it was a very good question. And it was a great question. I actually do, like... This might seem not prepared, but I actually have a bullet point thing in my own diary where if I'm bringing in a player, I will actually tick it off myself. Yeah. And, like, we've mentioned it a lot, but it is... Strong underlying stats, eye test, fixtures, fixtures yeah. ownership slash potential ownership. Yeah. Do they fit into my squad structure and do they have an FPL pedigree or are they streaky? So the likes, uh, I did a post a few weeks ago. Firmino yeah. is uh, notoriously streaky. Yeah. 
So if he starts getting you a few goals or assists, you should jump on. Bring cause, him in because it's... And I think Yota doesn't meet enough of them, so I'm happy to leave him out. Okay. But uh, that was a good question, and hopefully that gave you some insight. Okay, Willie, we're getting into the last bit of the show, our very last question. Yeah. And before I get into the nitty-gritty, it's a very divisive subject. Yeah. Like, it's more divisive than uh, Paul, Bog- Paul Pogba's hair. Yeah. His penalty run-up. I like his penalty run-up. And his days. dancing. Yeah, I like his dancing. Like, people hate him. Yeah. A lot of our friends really don't like this topic. A lot of people on Twitter, like, it's not just our friends. A lot yeah. of actual fantasy Premier League accounts yeah. hate this subject. It kind of ranges between people thinking it is an absolutely world-class metric. Yeah. At measuring statistics, Which is and not. some people think it's it's actually made up, like it's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, they don't take like some people think of it like the Earth is flat. Yeah, <laughs> so no, there's yeah. no such thing as xg. Yeah, yeah. So, like I was saying, some people think you can't be a fan of xg and not be a point dexter who's in a lab <laughs> crunching numbers. Is that what you think I am? And that doesn't watch football. I love football. But, like, I, I disagree with that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. the question is, from Adam Ibby on Twitter, what exactly is XG? How should we use it? And how much do you value it compared to other more traditional stats? Now, before you get stuck in, yeah, just I think that's a very good question. It's a great question. I think it's split into a few good parts. Yeah. And I think some people who hate XG maybe don't fully understand it. No. Because it's... It's a bit wishy-washy sometimes. Yeah, it's quite technical, isn't it? When you I know you're a big fan of XG. Yeah, I'm a big fan of XG. So, without putting our viewers to sleep, yeah. answer all of what I've just said. Right, I'm going to fire ahead now. This is a bit boring. It's uh, it's pre-prepared. But... Yeah, now, Willie, I'm not yeah. expecting you to come up with this on the spot. Yeah. I know you've pre-prepared some of this. Yeah, right. But uh, I know a lot of it is just going to be your opinion. Let's fire into this and just hope no... XG, Sloan. Yeah. Look... Look, on their own, expected goals shouldn't be used as a determining factor to bring players into your fancy football team. But in a combination with other stats, it can be very useful. Personally, I tend to look at stats such as shots, shots in the box, shots in target, penalty area touches and big chances. Basically, XG gives me a numeric value for the quality of these shots and chances. XG takes into account factors such as the angle the shot is taken at, the distance from the goal the shot was taken from, whether the attempt was a header, a volley, a shot on the ground, and many other more technical variables. A penalty, for example, has an XG of 0.76, i.e. if taken 100 times by the average player in the Premier League, it will be scored 76 times, while a long-range shot from 30 yards may have an XG of 0.05. That is, the average player would be expected to score 1 in every 20 attempts from this distance. So, say, somebody like Aubameyang or Kane would usually have a high XG because lots of the shots are good chances taken in the penalty area. While players like uh, Neves or Sherlow would also have lots of shots, but they shoot from further out and tighter angles, thus they would have a far lower XG. Here XG might indicate that although Neves is a great player, he might not be a great FPL option. Now, we also need to be aware that some players consistently overachieve their XG and some underachieve. Elite players like Hazard, Coutinho and Kane tend to historically overachieve on their XG. Last year, Harry Kane had an XG delta of plus 10, that is, he scored 28 goals from an XG of just 18. Tadic and Redmond are good examples of underachievers. They get lots of chances, have high XG scores, but historically don't turn their underlying statistics into actual goals and FPL returns. 
So uh, my men, Barnes and Delafeo, they would be good examples from this season. Comparing XG to actual goals might indicate that they're they're quite wasteful and they're not great finishers. Shite. They're shite, yeah. Right, and a couple of other things I mentioned. This question might bring me on to a few of the other things that I discussed a lot in the pod. So I'll talk about a bit about XA, expected assists. You also often hear me talk about XA, or expected assists. Put simply, XA measures the likelihood that a given pass results in a goal. Again, if used in conjunction with other stats, such as crosses, corners, true balls, chances created, it can be a great tool. And then the other one you, you often hear me go on about is XGI, expected so goal. Combine the two. They can, you combine the two. Pretty That's much. basically it, yeah. So probably the term you hear me use most on the pod is XGI, expected goal involvement. XGI, it's just a player's expected goals plus their expected assists. It's simply a numeric value for the quality of the, of the shots taken and chances created by a player in a game week. In my opinion, it's a good measure measures of a player all, player's overall expected attacking returns in FBL terms. Right, finally. One more thing I want to discuss before I bore the hell out of everyone is, <laughs> is expected goals conceded. Yeah, bit like that, isn't it? So, XGC. I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I actually do. <laughs> Put simply, XGC is a measure of how many goals a team should have conceded in a match based on the quality of the shots they faced. Sometimes shots alone are not the best indicator. An example from earlier in the season, Burnley and Brighton were both conceding a similar amount of shots. But Burnley were conceding a lot more big chances from inside the box, while a lot of Brighton's chances conceded were long-range shots from outside the box. Burnley's XGC was thus far higher than Brighton's. XGC indicated that Burnley were likely to concede more goals in the coming game weeks. Lo and behold, Burnley conceded a bag full of goals in the coming game weeks, while Brighton had had a few clean sheets and didn't concede many goals. Uh, Many analysed the XGC data and targeted attacking players who were playing against Burnley to great effect. Others brought in Ryan, the Brighton goalie, with relative success. A few clean sheets and lots of save points from all the low XG shots they were um, conceding ensued. Now, look, coming back to it, look, look, overall, I think using expected metrics c- can be very beneficial. Once you're using a combination with other stats such as shots, shots in the box, shots on target, penalty area touches, chance created, etc. I, I highly recommend a mixture of analysing the stats and watching the games. Look, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Drew, Stats are great, but sometimes you'll gleam something from actually watching the watching the players that you're you're never going to get from statistics. Thanks, Ellie. That was uh, <laughs> very very boring. Ah no 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 no! But no. I think it had to be done. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I am always open to looking at different ways of uh, picking my FPL players. And look, I'm not going to lie to you. I look at XG and XGI and XGC. I look at expected yeah. stats probably as much as you. So none of that came as anything new to me. Yeah. But I do agree. A lot of people just think it's the devil. Like They just they think, fucking hate it, don't they? It's like, it makes no sense. It's not real. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Now, there are flaws. Um, It doesn't take into account how good a finisher the player is. That's so it. you could have Aguero having a chance from six yards out, yeah. middle of the box, and it could be uh, Rory Delap, and they'll yeah. have the same XG. Yeah. That's it. it but it's, like, it's just the average. It's just one of those things. It's just the average player in the Premier League. So, yeah. As I said, obviously there's elite finishers and then there's very average footballers. It's just something like, you need to get your head around. That's yeah. what it is. Like yeah. some people say, it can't be a real. It's a, it's way a good of, tool. It's not to be all and end all, but it's definitely it can definitely add to. to yeah, your and other people will say it doesn't take into account stuff like the keeper's uh, position. No. So if I take a shot from 10 yards out, the keeper saves it, he's on the ground, 
you take another shot from three yards out. Yeah. That chance doesn't take into account that the keeper's on the ground. No, it's not You ideal. have the full goal to aim at. Yeah. Like, effectively, it's an open goal. Yeah. Or it, it doesn't take into account whether whether you're David De Gea or Alisson or whether you're Larius Carius. Like. Yeah, but when you're deciding to yeah. use these stats or interpret yeah. them in a certain yeah. way, you know these things. Yeah. So I don't think... Uh, some people seem to take it, like, personally, like... No, no. At the end of the day, it's how we analyse the statistics, isn't it? Like... And it's just an extra Maybe addition yeah. to it's, how we pick our players. It's definitely it can only helpful be helpful, too. I think. I think it's helpful too, and I think it's something that, like, I just think because we talk about it so much on the pod, I just think I I had to, like, just give a an explanation of it. And it worked very well. It was nice yeah. and simplified. Yeah, definitely was that. I'm a I simple appre- guy. <laughs> I appreciated that, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And that is our wrap. Episode 10 in the bag. Thanks for joining me, Willie. Ah, loved it. Another good pod. Um, we went through plenty of information there. Too lots much of stuff, stats, Andy, did we? Lots of um, goals. Yeah. Lots of everything. Now, if you did enjoy this podcast, please do follow us on FPL Renegades. It's at Renegades FPL. Um, give it a listen. Tell your friends. Share it around. The the more people that listen to this, the the better our podcast is going to be. We'll, uh, we'll be able to help it grow. Yeah. Another thing I just wanted to bring up is, look, we are fledgling podcasters. We're just learning. Um, spring chickens. Exactly, spring <laughs> chickens. <laughs> but uh, even down the line, I don't think we're ever going to be overly polished. No. We're never going to edit the podcast that much. No, that's way too much effort. Not at the minute. Not even eff- effort. I think our thing is that this is a... Uh, a random conversation yep. between two friends yep. having a drink really. in the pub yep. talking about a subject that they both are very fond of. Yeah. So it's just that moment captured in time. There are plenty of podcasts that have better sound, they have better technology, and we both love them Pretty all. Pretty much every other podcast. We listen to them, we yep. enjoy them. Yeah. But uh, we're just trying to go for something a little bit different here. And... Hopefully people might appreciate that. Anyway, I've rambled on too much, so we will talk to you next week. It's a full seven days until the next game week. Yeah. And uh, we hope you all do well, so good night. Good night and good luck.